I bid you welcome to your new home. Let us ride to Camelot. When that's the round table, we dance where we're able. We do routines to call the scenes to footwork in Ben Cable. We dine well here in Camelot. We eat ham and jam and spam a Okay, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. Uh, this is Tuesday Morning Roundtable. We have with us our panel at the moment is Steve Benoon. His website is reallynewslive.org, and my friend Cindy Smith. And, uh, Carl, you have a further uh, comment. Please go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I got a question. Another. You kind of led right into my next question, Steve. So those guys are never letting an, uh, you know, an opportunity go to waste, and they know Biden is on his way mentally, physically, on his way out. He's basically a skin sack walking around with a few bones holding it up. So the question is, how can they best, or at least my thought on their process would be, how can we best utilize uh, what he's got or do we, do we keep him in office so we can continue with this facade and the communists continue to run the country as long as possible? Or do we use his death uh, assassination attempt or whatever you want to call it as some or kind some kind of political gain against uh gun control or something along that line or you know what i mean and i'm just wondering how you see their the them weighing out their options well the thing is is when it comes to the biden administration i do know that the gun control was one of his big pet peeves uh, on the agenda. And, and quite frankly, going back to when he actually ran against Trump, he they already knew that he had the dementia issue at that time. The thing was, was that they didn't have anybody else that could run against Trump and, and even possibly uh, hold a candle. And he didn't hold a candle. Hillary Clinton was the only one that could ever truly hold uh, hold up to her own but she was already failing in the ranks. I didn't want to bring her back in at this time. Uh, I know that they have discussed even bringing uh, bringing in to this, even this election, uh, it would have been more like a wild card, and that was uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter uh, as a possible presidential candidate. It's one reason why you're starting to see her out more publicly speaking. You know, so they're, they're, still, they're still in you know, running in circles, trying to figure out what to do. And, uh, and, 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 you know, anything's possible at this point. I mean, they're, they're, they're really whacked out when it comes to what their thoughts are. Okay. That's, who's got the rooster? That's mine. He just said, amen to everything I said. He's standing here at the door. All right. All right. That's cool. Smart rooster. Thank All you. Right. Kyle, thank you for the call. Okay. Um, Steve, how much longer we got you? I'll hang in for about another 10 minutes here. Yeah, but 10 and, minutes uh, so? Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, Cindy, you're, you're up to speed on most political things most of the time. And um, uh, any speculation who will be uh, uh, President Trump's vice president uh, choice? Uh, I think the I think maybe the front runner right now is uh, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. And I don't know how much traction he's got in the mainstream media, but I think he compliments Trump very well. Um, I've noticed, uh, um, oh my gosh, uh, the name escapes me, Tulsi Gabbard uh, making appearances on Fox, uh, parroting many of the same talking points as Trump here recently. And I look at that as Trump's uh, narrative war strategy to keep the Democrats um uh, on the back foot and and um, and upset and and um, you know having to engage in narrative war and um, uh, in the media and on social media, I don't think the the nominee for vice president is actually going to be Tulsi Gabbard, but I think this is um, typical Trump narrative management. Uh, it's typically what he does. Well, there's there's a number of cabinet positions and, and uh, that need to be filled. I understand Christy Noem spent uh, in a private some time at a private conference with President Trump at uh, at his resort there in, in Florida. Um, 
there's a lot of important positions to be filled up, aren't there, Cindy? Well, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of negotiation that takes place behind the scenes. So we don't really have a window into that. Uh, one of the things, of course, to do is look and see who is being interviewed and who is saying what. And um, I think Tulsi Gabbard is a very interesting individual. And I think she uh, is on our side on a lot of issues. She's not with us on all all issues, but she's very interesting. And she did stand up to Hillary Clinton uh, with what was going on in the DNC. So I think she's got some bona fides. We need to keep her in mind, keep an eye on her. Absolutely. I love those commercials she does where she's got a, a worker's uh, attire on under, under a sink doing plumbing work to uh, encourage people to come to her state and, and do blue collar work. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that's not uh, what the messaging that you're going to get out of the typical Democrat at this time. Hardly, hardly, but but that's great. Okay, um, and uh, your your thoughts on whether Joe Biden will remain as the candidate for the for the uh, Democrats? I I am beginning to doubt that. If you look at uh, Mr. Hur's reasoning for why the classified documents. Um, prosecution did not go forward. I see that as the DNC and the power brokers behind the Democratic Party signaling that we are um, starting to move Mr. Biden uh, off exit stage left. Yeah, when you see the mainstream media uh, covering the, the uh, issues that Joe Biden has speaking to the public, uh, that's a that's a clear sign he's about to go out the door, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, those talking points are determined ahead of time and, and sent out to the legacy media. And when you see all of them um, taking the same tact and a change in the narrative all at one time, you can pretty much uh, guarantee that that's uh, decisions being made behind the scenes. Absolutely. Um, Steve, before you get away, um, anything really important you want to trans- 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 transmit to our audience before you get away this week, sir? You know, John, the thing is, is don't be surprised about the crazy things that could happen this year on every level, on every side. Uh, Even the the, the shooting that took place at the Kansas uh, City Chiefs uh, parade there uh, after the Super Bowl. There are so many events that could happen in this country here to try to destabilize this country, uh, especially that we're in this election year. And those pundits and behind the scenes that are pulling that off. In fact, I just got a message this morning from my uh, uh, good friend that's an engineer with FEMA that said that uh, hazmat suits are being deployed to many of the sheriff's departments across the country right now. Uh, So what are they anticipating as a result? Um, You know, they're, they're, you know, besides this country. You know, uh, you know, earlier somebody had mentioned about uh, the Marines being down in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and we know that, uh, or at least I'm, I'm aware, I don't know if you guys are aware, but, you know, the Houthis uh, had sabotaged our, uh, our, the fiber optic cable that connects China and uh, Europe. Uh, and, you know, so there's constant battles that are going on there. This is all uh, preemptive towards a strike against Iran. Uh, Intel people I have in Iran have said to me that Iran will never strike Israel uh, unless they feel like that they have finally come to the place where they are not going to survive. And he said mainly because they're cowards. That's the way he put it. They're cowards. They won't do it. He said they'll supply weapons all day long to all of Israel's uh, enemies uh, and, and lob attacks against Israel that way, but they won't do it any other way. And he also mentioned, too, Uh, to me that if you look at what's going on with Hezbollah in Lebanon, he said, why is that so scaled back? You would think as much as what the people of Gaza faced and over 12,000 children killed in a battle such as this, that that, uh, Hezbollah would be big, bold, bad guys out there wanting to take on Israel as a result. He said, but they don't. He said, that shows you the political uh, control that is that is carried out across this globe everywhere. And so really think about things like that, you know. Uh, I mean, I realize, you know, we are Israel's allies, so that makes a lot of other countries afraid, but they've also got Russia in the Middle East. You've got China. 
uh, waging battles across uh, different uh, theaters and wars in Syria and Iraq that they don't put in the public media. But those things are going on. Uh, our whole hegemony of the Pacific region is being challenged right now. So in every direction you have, our country, Russia, Europe, Middle East, things are about to go completely explosive in the not-so-distant future. Uh, any updates on what's going on between uh, China and Taiwan, sir, if you have any? There, yes, they, there is an anticipation that it's going to go down finally this year. I know I've, I think I, we were the first ones to ever even broach that subject initially, but it's not just going to be Taiwan. It's going to be Indonesia as well. They're going to kind of do the two of those at the same time is what uh, I keep hearing, but they're still waiting. Uh, China is still waiting for us to get bogged down with Russia and these downing of these two Russian spy planes and Russian knowing that it's really not Ukraine uh, that is that did that. Uh, that's that's the all out provocation. And one thing I continually hear over and over is that Putin is not afraid. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not Putin, but Biden, uh, his his wacko administration is not afraid to keep provoking uh, Russia until Russia will strike and give them a justification to enter into this conflict um, in, in order to get it going. And as soon as that takes place, that's when you'll see China go after Taiwan. Okay. And, uh, before we get away, any updates on Ukraine, sir? Well, the Ukraine is just basically for that, for those people there, it's, it's, it's really a done deal. I mean, yeah, we can send in all the F-16s we want. Uh, but it's, you know, I hate to say it, but this was what the intent was. That this whole intent was to bring this poor country down. These the, the Ukrainian people, both sides of that conflict, they're fighting against each other, and they have no idea they've been pitted against each other intentionally. And it was truly, as Edward Hudeau said, the former uh, mayor of Kharkiv uh, and former rabbi of the Chabad organization, as he stated himself, he said it was planned and he brought this out before the conflict that they would take and come there and to try to kill off as many slavic people as they could in a battle like this amazing amazing well we're, i think we're up against the, the clock for you to, to scoot out the door or anything else steve before you get away that's about it john i, I tell you it, it is a crazy world and and i would just encourage people water is always i've always heard i hear it from my my fema source I hear from my source in D.C., you know, uh, even though you may have a well, there is something about what's going to happen on this earth in a not so distant future there that could compromise our wells. Not saying that it will, but it could, um, you know, including power outages, possibility of water dropping down inside the earth. And I think that has to do with this binary system, this using of CERN's technology and not just we have more than one hydrant collider, so don't be fooled by that. We've got one in Antarctica. We've got the one in Europe. We've got two here in the United States. I think Russia has one. There's there's a portable one down in Australia. They're about to really unleash some stuff that's going to cause problems. So people keep saying to me, stock up on bottled water. Oddly enough, bottled water. Really? Well, if you don't have a proprietary source of water, that could be a really smart thing, couldn't it? Yeah, and, and that's the whole point. Even with, with the proprietary source of water, it's it's just that they feel like, and it's not. I don't think that everybody would necessarily go through something like this, but it's just the fact that, you know, if you end up getting into a compromised area where you've got a water so, a supply source problem, uh, and I know that my D.C. contact has told me, he said that they have stockpiled more bottled water than you could ever imagine. Uh, there, not not him personally talking about you know the, the government is stockpiled bottled water in massive amounts in underground uh, bunkers. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Well, Steve, I want to thank you for being with us. Uh, we appreciate it, and we look forward to having you back next Tuesday, sir. Hey, next Tuesday I get to sit in your seat, John. That's right. Uh, I have I have to be in court for a legal matter, and uh, you're going to be the host. We appreciate that. And I will I will listen up, and we are going to start with the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm going to make sure I get all my ducks in a row for that day. Well, it's a whole 10 seconds. I think you can handle that, sir.
<laughs> okay. okay. Thank you, John. Okay, thank you. Cindy, it's just you and I, my dear. Well, there's so much to talk about. I don't know how we'll possibly fill 45 minutes. What do you think? Well, I, I will give it a best shot. What's uh, first on your agenda, my dear? Well, I really appreciated Steve's uh, most recent here, the last segment with the analysis on uh, uh, Russia and Putin. And um, I think one thing to take into consideration is the political aspect of uh, Mr. Putin and how it affects his strategy. He does stand for election again uh, next month. And I think that's a part of the calculus of, you know, understanding his moves. Um, another thing I think to understand about the, the Russian uh, people is that there are still a lot of um, communist sympathizers in the in the uh, modern day Russia. And um, after Mr. Putin's party, the strongest political party in Russia is the Communist Party. And there's a significant amount of hardliners who really do want Putin to strike back and to stop. Uh, being so submissive and um, try to play the long game and and just respond. And I think Putin understands that um, he's he's got to be restrained and he doesn't want to get goaded into doing something that isn't going to play into his more long-term strategy. Um, I wish I'd had a chance for uh, questioning Steve a little bit more about the nuclear threat coming out of what's going on in the Middle East, and perhaps there's an argument to be made that that is actually a graver threat of nuclear war right now than uh, what is going on in Ukraine. Um, it would be interesting to have that conversation with him uh, next week. Well, it will be, and, and uh, next week it'll be you and Steve and, and Dave. I have to be in court, as I mentioned. It's a, a matter involving the American Legion. So uh, anyway, what's next on your agenda, my dear? Well, I just popped into my inbox that uh, Axios is reporting that hazmat teams were responding to Donald Trump Jr.'s home in Jupiter, Florida, after some white powder was found in a letter. Now, that brings back some memories, doesn't it? It does. It does, absolutely. Yep. And we were talking earlier about uh, unprecedented, crazy things happening this year because of all of the uh, all of the folks that feel like they're under existential threat with this upcoming 24 presidential election. And this is part and parcel of that, uh, trying to keep people uh, fearful, trying to keep people off the back foot, um, trying to keep people, uh, you know, divert their attention from the important issues of the day. And following this issue about hazmat teams going to uh, Jupiter, Florida, and what was really found in the letter uh, it looks like they're uncertain as to what was in the white powder, uh, of course, and that just keeps people unnerved and uncertain as well. Absolutely. Well, typically the white powder is, is uh, nothing that's harmful, but uh, you have to be very cautious because it could be the real deal, couldn't it? Well, it could be. And um, what are we talking about here? Anthrax, I guess, was the, the, right. the most recent white powder um, and you know, that was found to have come out of our own Fort Detrick labs. That's right. Fort Detrick, Maryland, uh, where they've been making all kinds of dangerous things for decades, haven't they? Yeah, even though we have a, a treaty where we're not supposed to be doing that, um, they're finding ways to play with things in labs under the cover of dual use and vaccine development. And, and so that uh, some, has somewhat of a segue to the whole COVID disaster that we're facing. It does. It does, absolutely. Okay, uh, call number 512-248-8252. Well, hopefully the hazmat people will find that it's a harmless powder. But uh, and some, these reports are usually not all that quick in coming, are they? No, it's typically a, a big splash and shared across multiple legacy platforms. And then days later, uh, you'll see some trickling out of some actual investigative reporting that gives you more details about what really happened. Exactly. What's next on your list, my dear? Well, the New York Times um, is now... Re oh, we've Hold got on, a break. We've got a break. Call number is 512 
Consider this. Dead people see only what they want to see. And frankly, most of us are still dead. Let me give you the lessons of gold and five easy lessons. Number one, don't buy it because you need to make money. You buy gold because you need to protect the money you already have. Don't ever look at the price as a barrier. Look at it as an incentive. Number three, don't buy its paper pretenders. We talked about that a lot. Buy gold. Buy the real thing in the form of coins and bullion. Fourth, don't fall prey to glitzy television or Facebook ads. Do your due diligence instead. And that's what I try to provide you with and have for 26 and a half years on the air and 30 years in this profession. Fifth, don't allow naysayers to divert your interest. Allow yourself the right to protect your interests as you see fit. Jeff Bennett here. One of the ways you can do that is to contact Kettle Moraine Limited. Contact me by calling or texting me at 602-799-8214. 602-799-8214. You can also email me at kettlemoraineltd at cox.net. Let me help you protect your wealth and your family today. Once again, call or text us at 602-799-8214 or visit our website, sierramadrepreciousmetals.com. Be glad to help you out. Be glad to answer your questions. That's what we're here for. No pressure. Just good, hard, common sense. The decision then becomes up to you. Health Simple with Kalwara Shilaji. Fact bit number three. Shilaji is the supreme yoga vaha. Within Ayurveda, Shilaji is the singular substance that towers above all other herbs, herbal minerals, and earth-made adaptogens. Yoga vaha refers to substances that have the ability to synergistically make better and carry other substances to its prescribed destination. In the case of Shilaji, most any herb, food, or mineral is amplified with ionic potential, superimposing superior efficacy with increased cellular energy and absorption rates. One of the best applications for Shilaji is to add a drop or two into your favorite herbal tincture and foodstuff. Simply put, Shilaji makes other substances more effective. Look for the Gold Mountain and Medical Symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Gentlemen, this hour is sponsored by the Energy Cleaner. If you're tired of being tired, you need an Energy Cleaner. Arthritis pain got you down, same thing. Keep in mind, I offer a 90-day money-back guarantee on Energy Cleaner. My sale last week sold out all my Energy Cleaners. I'm picking up a fresh batch later this week. Uh, keep in mind, I offer a 90-day money-back guarantee on Energy Cleaner. Uh, so the Energy Cleaners and the mattress pads that go with them are at the at my website, thelibertyman.com. You don't want to give out your credit card on the internet? I understand that. That's why I have a toll-free order line. It's 800-592-9543. This is Tuesday Morning Roundtable. We have with us my friend Cindy Smith, and we're going to go over some of the events today and some of the geopolitical matters. Let's continue, Cindy. Well, I think it's um, very interesting. On Sunday, the New York Times comes out with a very belated admission that our U.S. intelligence has not only been Uh, in Ukraine, but has established and financed high-tech command and control spy centers. And I think they're saying that there were 12 of them. Yeah, secret uh, spy bases. And I'm I'm looking at this in terms of uh, a a switch in the narrative management. And um, I'm seeing this maybe as an early switch in the narrative that's going to uh, get us out of Ukraine. Uh, What do you think? Well... We need something to get us out of, out of Ukraine. Uh, I think one of the fears of the powers that be is that all the uh, uh, money laundering that's been going on for 
more than a decade is going to be exposed. And you know, the fear being if Ukraine loses us, that all the money laundering and other activities going to be exposed. What do you think? Well, um, I've been following media reports that are tracking the number of senators and congressmen and women who are now uh, deciding not to run for re-election. And that's starting to look like evidence that, yes, they realize that they're going to be exposed, and so they're getting out of Dodge while the getting is good. The other thing that would be exposed with a, a collapse of Ukraine would be uh, our Department of Defense-related uh, organizations that have been working on biolabs in Ukraine. Well, there's what, uh, about 40 of those biolabs? You know, I've heard a variety of different numbers, and, um, you know, it's one of those cases where uh, the first information might be sort of a limited hangout. Um, if if all of that were to be opened up and exposed, it might be significantly more. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And very scary also, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, also there's some indications that Indonesia now is becoming the new uh, hub of biolabs. Uh, for the global cabal so it would be it's interesting that steve talked about indonesia having a part to play in what happened with china um and taiwan should the chess pieces move in the direction that would allow china the uh the entry into into doing that amazing um well we got uh, steve's update on taiwan and china what's yours my dear if you have any well i i don't really have any new updates on that um, I just I, I share Steve's perspective on um, the globalists are willing to work with whoever looks like can help them advance their agenda. And um, there is kind of a, I think, behind the scenes uh, war taking place between China, Russia and the United States. And of course, the United States is somewhat aligned with Western Europe, especially Britain. And the globalists are willing to work with whoever looks like will be willing to work with them on whatever stage of the war is is uh, most prominent at the at any given time. And of course, that shifts with uh, different alliances and different things happening on the global stage. But I think at the end of the day, China and Russia are not natural allies. They're probably when you look at a, a map and you look at world history, uh, they have a lot of points of contention. And I don't think at the end of the day, the Russians and the Chinese actually trust themselves very or trust each other very much. Well, uh, it would be a smart thing for Russia not to trust China, wouldn't it? It is. And as uh, I believe uh, Dave so eloquently said in hour one, um, the uh, the enemy of my enemy is an ally, not necessarily a friend, but an ally and at a certain stage of the war, one grouping of people may be your ally, but as things evolve and change, as the chess pieces move on the international chessboard, somebody might go off of the list of being an ally and go back onto the list of being an enemy. We certainly live in perilous times, don't we, my dear? Yeah, we do. And, um, you know, it's, it's impacting what's going on across the globe. It also impacts... Uh, what is going on in the United States. We have a lot of uh, nation states that are having big elections in 2024. I think that's having a lot to do with some of the crazy stuff that we're seeing. People are willing to move pieces on the chessboard because they feel like what's going on is going to be an existential threat to their power in their own country with their own elections. Um, I'm looking at an article here that's talking about the blue state exodus in the United States and how that might actually change elections. It's interesting that um, a lot of uh, blue state conservatives are leaving places like Illinois and California and New York state and moving to more red states like Texas and South Carolina, of course, Florida. Um, and there's some polling that that's making some interesting inroads into what that means for electoral politics. Interesting. We have a Bob and our break. Call number is 512-248-8252. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. 
Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop-in lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop-in lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the Internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we, the people, are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. So let's fix bayonets. We'll have the advantage of moving down the hill. They got to be tired, the revs. They got to be close to the end if we are. So fix bayonets. Ellis, wait, Ellis, you take the left wing. I'll take the right. I want a right wheel forward of the whole regiment. What, you mean charge? Yes, but here's what we do. We're going to charge swinging down the hill. Just like we pulled back to this left side of the regiment, now we're going to swing it down. We swing like a door. We're going to sweep them down the hill just as they come up. Understand? Does everybody understand? Yes, yes sir. All right, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. My website is thelibertyman.com. Information there, over 9 gigabytes of information, videos, and articles that will make you educate you, inform you, make you happy, make you sad, make you angry. All the human emotions uh, will you will experience as you go through my website. Uh, don't get in a hurry. There's a lot there. More than 200 articles and videos at my COVID panel. Articles and videos by world-class scientists and doctors like my, Dr. Michael Yaden, former vice president at Pfizer, former director of medical research at Pfizer, He's saying that the, all the COVID vaccinations are meant to kill and hurt. That's what they're designed to do. These aren't side effects. These are the direct effects. Also, just recently in the last 48 hours, we have a secret report that the Serum for Disease Control did not want released uh, showing that one out of 10 Americans has now been hurt or killed by the COVID vaccination clot shot. And we're visiting with Cindy Smith when we're talking about uh, the events today and it, Call number is uh, 512-248-8252. Cindy, it looks like we got a caller. It looks like Kyle is back with another question or comment. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. Cindy, you brought up something that I brought up with Steve. or I'm sorry, not Steve, but uh, Jeff Nyquist before, and he did not think that it was was, uh, relevant. Uh, When you brought up the thought that if I'm Russia and I'm – 
right next door to China. And, you know, they, like you said, there's been conflicts for, you know, a thousand years. Um, I would be really nervous if I was Russia because I'm sitting here watching China expand into Africa, South America, uh, moving their people into the United States. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, these guys look like they're going for the whole world. And here we are in Ukraine expending uh, tons of military or, uh, you know, equipment and men. And I'm sitting here looking at, at these things and sure, China's looking like Taiwan and and Indonesia, but once we're pretty well depleted, then Russia, I mean, China is not going to have that much of a struggle with uh, Taiwan and Indonesia, and they're still sitting on the major portion of their stockpiles. And I'm curious uh, how much Russia is paying North Korea for all of these uh uh, missiles and things that they're, you know, shipping to them. Here, uh, here you are trying to have to buy missiles from a, a third-rate uh, sewage hole, you know, and why are you doing this? And and when you've got a untrustworthy, uh, untrustworthy uh, ally, because you can look at those guys, they're cutthroats to the core. That's my opinion of this, but I'd like to get your thoughts on it. Well, I tend to have a perspective uh, on this, a sort of a civilizational perspective. The Chinese culture and the Chinese as a civilization is an ancient, ancient culture. And Russians also have a much longer history as a people, as a society, as a civilization, as a culture than the United States. We are still infants um, in a civilizational view. And I think the Russians understand that, and I think they see the inroads that China's making with their Belt and Road Initiative, all of these uh, projects that they're helping to fund in the Middle East, for instance, and they understand what kind of a threat that that, that is to their uh, long-term plans to be a remaining civilizational uh, entity. And to, um, you know, they also have a huge land mass. The Chinese have a huge land mass. I think the biggest problem China faces right now is that uh, after COVID, they've attempted to restart their economy a couple times, and they've really faltered. And they have a lot of people that they struggle to feed, and the, the communists in China are going to continue to have trouble staying in power because they've lost control of, of that dynamic, of being able to feed people, of keeping an economy going, keeping people happy. They've raised... Uh, millions and millions of Chinese out of poverty and moved them into these cities where they are working in factories where they can see a middle-class lifestyle uh, as a possibility for the first time. And they're going to have a lot of trouble keeping these people under control if they can't keep the economy chugging along. Um, so Russia has to play the long game just like the Chinese have to. And the Americans, with what they've done with their failed uh, exit out of Afghanistan, leaving billions of military equipment there, uh, gutting our stockpiles by sending all the uh, all the military equipment and everything to Ukraine and now sending it to uh, Israel. Our military is being gutted, and we are in a very uh, precarious situation in terms of a, a, a global perspective and, and trying to keep all of the chess pieces on the board that make sure that America remains strong militarily. Mm. Well, I I see your point, but uh, still I still think to myself, if I'm Russia, how can I if I, and I get down to where I'm weak, and China, of course, it's a big world, and if there is some kind of cataclysmic event like Steve Benoon has said, you know, the where you have the pole shift or some other something along that line that happens there's going to be millions and billions probably of people die um, but nobody knows how that roll of the dice is going to play out uh, but if I'm if I'm just looking at things staying the same the way they are right now I don't see China and Russia being able to get along uh, because it's hard to trust somebody that's a liar 
You know what I mean? Once you're proven to be a liar, which they have over this, the centuries, one back and forth between each other, it's hard for, I would think it'd be hard for uh, Russia to trust China at all. I think it was Ronald Reagan who said, trust but verify. I think on the international scene now with um, with na- leaders of nations and nation states, we have a distrust and verify scenario where the, the global institutions have broken down so badly and the diplomacy uh, between Russia and the rest of the world and uh, Israel and the rest of the world, diplomacy has broken down so badly that the, the trust is gone. Uh, in terms of the the relative strength of Russia, the the uh, the financial um, um, I'm, I'm losing the, the tariffs and all that have been placed on uh, Russia after they invaded Ukraine um, have not weakened uh, the Russian economy. They've strengthened it, and Russia is a powerhouse of natural resources, and I think they're in a relatively strong position. Um, in terms of weathering some difficult times economically, I think they're in a, uh, in a strong position. I think China is in a relatively weak position economically. I think that's one of the reasons why we see so many Chinese coming across our border. Um, we're not protecting the border. The Chinese have too many people that they can't feed, so why wouldn't they send them over here to us? Hmm. Interesting thought. Yeah. All right, John, that's pretty much all I got. Okay, thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Carl. Our next caller is Tom in Utah. Good morning, Tom. Hi, John and Cindy. Uh, Just a quick uh, question. You know, you referred back to the anthrax event. I think I I asked you last week about the records for those military that were in the first Gulf War. Right, right. Would you expound a little bit? You said there was a fire in St. Louis. Did that affect you? Well, that that was Vietnam era. There's been no fires uh, since then that I'm aware of. I just wondered, do you have any friends that have been in the Marines and have contact with the records people at all? Well, it's it's not uh, um, dependent on any given service. The the National Records Center in St. Louis, Missouri, is... uh, uh, has a lot of military people from all branches of the service, and I've been there a number of times to get records uh, for cases I was working on, various murder cases and so forth. Uh, but it's a simple matter to fill out the farm uh, and uh, walk in the door and get the records if they have them. Um, if they don't have them, they don't have them. And, of course, there are certain records that can be released, released to the public and others can only be released to a service member or his representative. So it depends on what you're looking for, sir. Yeah, we've hit a wall, and they're trying to accuse him of a stolen valor. But uh, he very clearly, uh, you know, states that he was in there, and uh, he, he was injured at Pendleton, and they, so they released him a year early. He was going to fill out his 10-year term. But anyway, right, right. anyway, so well, he's been really uh, frustrated, in fact. He, if there's issues with that, I, I would recommend that he contact uh, his unit commander uh, uh, and uh, or any other person in a position of authority in the unit that he was assigned to to uh, uh, get some uh, confirmation of what he claims uh, uh, took place. Yeah, it's really frustrating. If you if you get a free moment, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the case. It's up on a web page called flamesofinjustice.com or tominutah.com. I'll take you there. And you can see what this poor man has been put through. He's a disabled veteran, and they're just going after him because he just happened to be, unfortunately, in the wrong place at the wrong time. But actually, we found out that he was not even in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was a half a mile away. Amazing. Well, uh, maybe we can do some good there, Tom. Anything else? That's it. Appreciate you, but uh, yeah, the, I w- I've been so frustrated by the uh, loss of record and, and the loss of care. 
you know, I've worked with the Veterans Administration here in Salt Lake, and it's really sad to me that the, that the vets are being paying the price for being the fodder of the political jackasses. Anyway, thanks a lot, John. Okay, thanks for the call, Tom. We appreciate it. The call number is 512-248-8252. Um, well, just uh, as a generic response, uh, the American Legion does help veterans uh, with veteran issues. You don't have to be a member of the American Legion. The VFW oh, does the okay, same thing. Great. Uh, so, and of course, uh, one of the most powerful people to help with any any veteran uh, would be the U.S. congressman. Uh, there's always a staff person with every member of the U.S. Congress that helps with veterans' issues, and that, that's probably the place where you're going to get the most help. Okay. Uh, Sandy, anything else on your agenda you want to talk about? We've got about five, four minutes before the next break. Well, I would like to um, to cycle back to where we were before we um, started taking calls again. Uh, this notion that uh, folks in the very blue cities are are um, moving to the red states, and of course we know that that's been going on. I think that was exacerbated after COVID, and um, now there's some polling out that's indicating in places like South Carolina and Florida that a majority of the people that are coming into these red states are actually conservatives. They're registered Republican, and they're conservative. Now, there's been kind of some narrative out there that is saying, well, you know, if you have an influx of people coming into your state from California, you're going to lose the the culture and you're going to lose the uh, voting majority of the conservatives in the Democratic Party. And this recent polling is showing that that's not the case at all. Um, in Florida... 48% of people who moved there between the years of 2017 and 2021 from blue states uh, came from red states, while 29, or I'm sorry, while 29 came from red states. Um, and census figures show that those uh, among those registered to vote, 44% of those are Republicans, with only 25% of them uh, being Democrats. So it's not watering down the conservative majorities in these red states. I think part of what drove that narrative was this idea that younger people tend to be more liberal. Um, but I think now that uh, the economy is getting, um, is getting uh, tighter with uh, inflation taking place, one thing we need to realize is that younger people are not able to get into their first home as early as, say, like my parents did. And the numbers of young people who've done what sort of the American dream has portrayed as the thing to do, which is to get good grades in school, go and get a college degree, and then you will get a job where you will be able to, you know, get married, start a family, uh, buy a house, and live the American dream. But what we're seeing with young people who are graduating from college um, is that they're graduating with $50,000 or more of student loan debt. And they are so hamstrung by having to pay these student loans that the idea of saving money and getting a nest egg and making a down payment on a home is not realistic. These young people that are dealing with this are now realizing that there's no future for them in a state like Illinois or New York or California or Oregon. And some of these young people are moving to places like Florida and Texas and South Carolina that have this... Um, more conservative state government, taxes are lower, job opportunities are better, the ability to start a business is easier, and I think uh, the narrative now is starting to get undermined with real-world statistics. You can't fool those real-world statistics, can you? No, and uh, they're not for lack of trying. Uh, the amount of money that's spent every day to keep these narratives in the mainstream media and in social media... Um, and they're they're losing the ability to control the narrative. People just don't trust the legacy media anymore. Um, and you'll see people like Tucker Carlson and others uh, bail from the legacy media and go into the new media, which is another huge shift in the American, uh, not only political, but social and cultural reality. Well, routinely we have people like Alex Jones and Joe Rogan uh, getting better numbers than the, the legacy of media, the, the big uh, TV stations, don't we? Yeah, they yeah they do. 
uh, and this, I think, played out in uh, the truckers deciding that perhaps they weren't going to take loads into New York City as a result of the uh, terrible uh, uh, court decision uh, against Trump. And I think one of the things that people missed is that these uh, these truckers are overwhelmingly Trump supporters. They uh, a lot of these people are independent business owners. Some of them work for the big companies, but some of them are independent business owners, and they are riding in trucks for hours and hours and hours at a time. And they, you know, back in the day, they were listening to talk radio. Now these people are listening to podcasters, and they're in this alternate media space, this independent media space, and they are very well informed. Absolutely. Here's our last break. We'll have Cindy give a summary when we get back from the break. We'll be right back. John Moore's private consultations are the most comprehensive services available anyplace, anywhere in the world. They're available now and provide valuable knowledge and information that protects an individual, family, or group. We provide clarity, focus, and information for you and your associates for any situation. We have just the right knowledge, just the right information from just the right professionals. Schedule your consultation for your family or group now. Contact us at thelibertyman.com. That's thelibertyman.com. Once again, thelibertyman.com. My name is John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Well, I wish I was in the land of cotton old town there. I'm not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. In Dixie's land where I was born in Well, it's been an interesting two hours, Cindy, and uh, we're, we're anxiously awaiting your summary for the, the day and for the week, my dear. Well, I think to put a bow on it, I want to talk a little bit about the uh, unfortunate young lady in uh, Georgia who was murdered by an illegal immigrant 
And, and this incident may actually be somewhat of an inflection point. Um, it's, it's become revealed in the media that this, uh, this uh, illegal alien was actually in custody twice uh, prior, uh, you know, in previous arrests and let go under, you know, one manner, shape or form and returned um, to, to civilian life. And I really believe that this, this type of thing is really enraging a lot of Americans who feel like the immigration laws and the, the laws at the border should be enforced. And the Biden administration, of course, is not willing to enforce the laws that are already on the books. And I know there's a lot of focus in Washington, D.C., especially in the Congress, about sending more funding to Ukraine. And Amer- the American people are really insisting that um, that our border be properly protected. And so I, I think there's going to be continued pushback on sending uh, the money to Ukraine. It may eventually get there. It's too little too late. Um, most of that money will stay in the United States and go to defense contractors that will then funnel the money back into congressional campaigns. It's not going to do much to save uh, the Ukrainians from the Russian onslaught that's taking place right now. Um, and so uh, this is all feeding into uh, the big showdown that's going to take place when we do have an election, if we do have an election uh, in November. Um, I agree with um, Dave Hodges that the real election is probably for a lot of these con- congressional and Senate seats, U.S. Congress and U.S. Senate. It's going to be the primary. Throw out the ones that refuse to uphold their oath to defend uh, Americans and protect the Constitution and, and make sure that our civil liberties are protected. So Absolutely. if you're engaged politically, now's the time to find that good candidate and support them and get the incumbent out if that is the type of incumbent that you have representing you in your state. And I would suggest, what would a person look for in the platform or the voting history of, of a candidate? Uh, I look for a tough vote. Votes where it was a very stark contrast between upholding the Constitution and not upholding the Constitution, or a uh, a platform that shows that they're willing to uh, take a stand on the issues where we've had our Republicans cave in so many times, uh, border security, um, the the surveillance, the 702, uh, all of those issues are are pivotal issues. Found money is another one that really will often reveal somebody who is not just a go-along-to-get-along type Republican. Well, that's good advice, and I I would encourage people to pay heed. Cindy, thank you very much. Uh, And uh, I won't be here next Tuesday, but uh, I'm sure you and Steve will do a great job. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Okay. That's it for the day. Get your medical supplies, your energy cleaning, essential oils. Now, while you can, your firearms ammunition, never, ever give your guns. Please have a fun, safe, productive day. God bless my beautiful county of Crawford County, Missouri large beautiful state of Missouri I get to live in even larger beautiful state of Texas Lord please God bless United States of America What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You can't!
can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.